Welcome to the Collective Voice of Health IT, a Weedy podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode five of the Collective Voice of Health IT, a Weedy podcast, where we talk with prominent healthcare thought leaders about key themes and topics in healthcare IT. I'm your host, Matthew Albright. My day job is Chief Legislative Affairs Officer for Zealous Payments. Zealous is a healthcare and financial technology company located in beautiful Bedminster, New Jersey. I also serve as the Communication Committee Chair for Weedy. That's W-E-D-I, and Weedy is the producer of this podcast. With me, at least virtually, is this podcast producer, Michael McNutt. Director of Education and Events for Weedy. He's also the owner of that big uh, movie voice at the beginning of the show. Michael, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? Great. Well, Michael is on staff with Weedy. Weedy is a national membership organization where the health information technology community connects, collaborates, and creates solutions for a better health system. And in that spirit, I'm excited to introduce our guest today, Rick Crone, president of HealthSense, HealthSense is a business innovation and transformation consultancy service serving the healthcare, telecom, and education industries. Rick is an expert in connected health, corporate vision and strategy, industry analysis, and business transformation. Rick has published over 100 articles on a wide range of healthcare subjects and written three health innovation texts published by HIMSS. Rick has experience across the healthcare industry spectrum with health plans, hospitals, physician practices and vendor spaces. Rick, I'm excited to talk to you today for a number of different reasons. Uh, Recently, we've had a few IT thought leaders here on the Collective Voice of Health IT who have been concerned with cybersecurity. So uh, although they are certainly supportive of the idea of interoperability, they were cautious, I'd say, when it came to the future that it promised with regard to privacy and cybersecurity. And I've been reading some of your articles, and you're coming from a different standpoint, I think. You, you view interoperability more or less in a positive light uh, because you're looking at end goals, and you use terms like connected health ecosystem and, and real-time healthcare to describe those goals. I, I'm certainly very interested in those comments, I think, because we sometimes get so caught up in the minutia of regulations and requirements associated with interoperability that I think we or maybe I sometimes forget the ideals and goals and perhaps ultimate solutions uh, that, that it might present. So, Rick, uh, welcome. Uh, very happy to have you join us here on the Collective Voice of Health IT. It's a weedy podcast. Thanks for inviting me, Matthew. Great. Uh, so we're only about a half dozen episodes in, Rick, but we have a kind of tradition on this show where we find out how healthcare IT thought leaders, such as yourself, have... Uh, have gotten sucked into this industry. Uh, Although not always, I think we sometimes gain insights into how our guests understand their own mission in healthcare uh, by knowing where they've come from. So all superheroes have an origin story. Rick, what's your origin story? Matthew, I've been in healthcare for 30 years. Uh, I began my healthcare career in hospital administration, uh, in finance and operations, and I parlayed that experience into a career in healthcare management consulting. Uh, In my consulting role, uh, I determined that technology offered the single greatest opportunity to impact healthcare delivery and launched HealthSense to address that opportunity. I've had the good fortune to work with clients up and down the corporate ladder, from startups to multinationals, and bridge the spectrum of industry verticals, payer, provider, farmer, vendor, and trade association. So you you mentioned your company uh, starting HealthSense. Uh, Tell us a little bit about your work there, uh, maybe also your work at HIMSS and uh, 
uh, most importantly, what, what you're most excited about recently and with your work. Well, as you alluded to in the introduction, uh, HealthSense is a business, business advisory technology solutions and strategic marketing consulting firm focused exclusively on technology-enabled healthcare innovation. And since its beginning, it's operated at the intersection of business and technology. Uh, we've assisted clients to strategize, develop, and execute transformational tools and solutions. The common thread of all our work has been innovation through technology solutions, processes, and business models. We create business value through enterprise growth strategy, technology-enabled innovation, product and service development, alliances, and multi-channel marketing services. I know that's a mouthful. But my tenure at HIMSS dates back to 2003 when I became the emerging technologies writer for the HIMSS Journal, since it's, gone, uh, it's, since it's gone digital. And on the strength of some articles I wrote, I was asked to author and edit a HIMSS book on the topic of M Health, followed by a book on connected health, followed by a book on wearables in the IoT, and most recently I contributed to a HIMSS book on blockchain. I'm also a speaker at HIMSS annual conferences, most recently on virtual reality and interoperability in healthcare. What most interests me currently is for the past year, I've been focused on leveraging clinical data as the currency of healthcare. And to extract the full value of that data, I've been focused on establishing data interoperability among industry stakeholders, initially payers and providers, and pharma. More recently, sort of segueing from that, I've focused on the green field of data interoperability, the social determinants of health. It's here that the, I feel that the next leap of forward and excellent clinical excellence and efficiency is going to occur. Good, uh, and I'm excited to talk about the social determinants of health. Um, we'll get to that in a minute. You 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 use in some of your writing uh, the idea of a connected health ecosystem, and you've also mentioned the term connected healthcare corporate strategy. So, what do those terms connected uh, mean to you? Well, at a minimum, connected health ecosystem to me means it describes aligning the stakeholders of healthcare finance and delivery with technology-driven infrastructure, intelligence, and engagement. And I'll talk more about that. But in a broader sense, it addresses the Achilles heel of healthcare, an outdated business model of episodic facility-based care that is insular, inflexible, and wildly inefficient. To kind of take that a, a bit further, you know, there, you know, here's some, some of the bullet points for the current model. It's episodic and encounter-based. It's retrospective decision-making. Patients are underutilized. Uh, patient treatment, you know, triggers, you know, is uh, sort of encounter-based instead of a care journey, and the stakeholder incentives are misaligned. Now, connected health is about removing those frictions between stakeholders to streamline services and improve outcomes by creating knowledge and operating alliances, and by redefining the provider-patient relationship through engagement that extends beyond the encounter. It's about adopting technology-driven innovation, leveraging information tools and architectures delivering a higher order of care to specific populations and placing the patient at the center of the equation. So that includes continual holistic patient-centered care, rebalanced relationships between the patient and the provider, clinical and operating efficiency based on data-driven streamlined processes. And in terms of a corporate strategy, there's several uh, uh, aspects to this. There are technology layers and then there's relationship components. Among the technology layers, there's an infrastructure layer that's defined by data liquidity. And that's the ability to capture, curate, synthesize, and share clinical information in a patient record from every stakeholder, both within and beyond traditional healthcare. And this is where interoperability comes into play by creating a, data, a common data language that enables the interpretation and delivery of this relevant clinical information, regardless of format, platform, or vendor. 
The second layer is an intelligence layer that describes a tool that deliver insights from the data. And that's like tools like AI, predictive analytics, population health, natural language processing, machine learning, patient-generated health data, and big data that turns this data into actionable information that can identify risks, intervene, and personalize the care journey. And then finally, there's an engagement layer that describes a digital platform where end users interact with services like appointment scheduling, prescription refills, telehealth, daily monitoring, and financial assistance. The ecosystem is also going to require new relationships between healthcare stakeholders. There's obviously the relationships between providers, both enterprise and outpatient and community-based, but also between payers and providers. And this is happening now to some extent. Clinical data sharing between these verticals will accelerate and streamline care processes, create costs and service efficiencies, and promote a personalized experience. Another relationship that has to change or will change is between the provider and the pharmacist. And collaboration here will reduce errors in medication dosage and comorbidities and determine efficacy. Software and vendors and device, device developers and supply chain will also have to adapt. Software vendors will need to accommodate new data standards, terminologies, and partnerships. And device manufacturers will need to address the growing tracking, monitoring, and self-care markets. And then finally, and most importantly, it's going to uh, change the way that the consumer interacts with all of these different verticals. So for each of these stakeholders, they're going to have to manage their own health indications, but will also introduce a vital resource to the community, and I'll, I'll talk more about this. Communities hold a rich source of vital patient information, which is not found in traditional healthcare systems. And that includes public health, behavioral, institutional, social services, and other community-based uh, touch points of consumer health. And they have to be integrated into the patient record to become integral to the care team. Rick, I, I, I'm fascinated by the the way you describe it, and I especially like the way you use the term ecosystem, because it it, it definitely sounds um, like it's not just about data, it's not just about technology, it's about uh, relationships that you build on top of that, and the relationships between many different parties. So that idea of ecosystem being at least partly, you know, organic, as well as involving, you know, um, solid, like, geothermal thing, you know, uh, solid objects, which which we have to move around. Uh, I, I think it paints a great picture. Can you give us an example of how this connected health ecosystem would change our experience as a patient or how it might uh, be changing the experience of the provider? You know, uh, you talk about real-time health care. What, what is real-time health care? Okay, well, let me take those in reverse. Uh, the real-time health system describes healthcare systems where shareholders, uh, I'm sorry, stakeholders share, adopt, and apply medical knowledge in real time. And specific, and particularly for payers and providers, the challenge is to define and deliver this higher order of clinical value to the healthcare consumer conveniently and beyond the boundaries of the traditional provider-patient relationship. The key ingredient is data interoperability, the bilateral sharing of clinical information by establishing a common lexicon that enables the interpretation and delivery of relevant clinical information, as I said, regardless of format, platform, or vendor. The grand vision of interoperability is to remove the structural, technical, and cultural divisions that sort of strangle uh, healthcare today. With data interoperability as the backdrop, to activate the real-time health system, a fully informed ecosystem would include a comprehensive, portable, shared, activating real-time patient record, an informed and engaged patient, and the community-based healthcare infrastructure to, to address the health of populations. Now, to illustrate this in terms of a patient journey, Using my earlier description of the ecosystem expressed in terms of technology components, infrastructure, intelligence, and engagement, the patient data 
clinical, financial, health and wellness, and including social determinants is continually captured, curated, and shared among each ecosystem stakeholder in real time. Now with advanced analytics based on that data, we have actionable insights and engagement is, it becomes convenient, personalized, and high touch. The patient experience extends beyond the visit to address the social factors that overwhelmingly influence ongoing health maintenance. And then there's the relationship layer. During the encounter, the patient may schedule his visit digitally, check-in is done by a simple biometric verification, and a real-time comprehensive patient record allows the staff to make fully informed clinical decisions. They can recommend healthy lifestyle education. They can, uh, they can recommend social and community resources specific to health issues. They can even do things that you know, otherwise would be considered beyond the realm of healthcare, like tr finding transportation for patients, helping them with payment and financial assistance. Altogether, doing this, providers can coordinate care across touch points, including primary and specialty care, enterprise, payers, pharmacy, and lab. With analytics, follow-up can be routinely conducted to focus on specific health issues. You can influence healthy behaviors, coordinate with community resources, and monitor progress towards health maintenance. Now, to illustrate the value of the system in terms of a pandemic, with the wealth of the data that the, the ecosystem would capture, we can identify, track, and intervene in a pandemic early and effectively. We would be able to allocate resources, identify hotspots and at-risk populations, educate the public, monitor interventions, manage testing and tracking. Harnessing the industry stakeholders, government, payer, provider, pharma community, we could enact a cohesive national strategy that includes changing behaviors, enacting safety precautions, anticipating surges and inserting adequate resources, create partnerships to develop a vaccine. Very, very, very good, Rick. So I think you painted a great uh, picture of the ideal, and you touched on that it's going to take um, partnerships and many different parties. Um, what do we as an industry or as a society have to do to get to that connected health ecosystem? Is this about uh, you know the interoperability rule passing and us implementing it? Is it the right regulatory script structure, or, or does something else have to happen? I think that you know we have to take a deep breath. It's still early days for interoperability in healthcare, and much remains to be done to bridge the cultural, financial, and technical issues that are woven into the fabric of the industry. As an industry, though, we must resolve these barriers and align the incentives of healthcare stakeholders to get the buy-in investment the, the ecosystem is going to require. And in terms of adoption, there are significant hurdles. Trust, privacy, security, um, a, a national patient identifier, mass adoption, uh, data integration, education and training, cost and reimbursement. And as you mentioned, Matthew, in terms of regulation, we're moving a bit slowly, but we are towards mandated clinical mandate, mandated clinical data. CMS has issued a rule regarding this year uh, regarding patient access, uh, you know, a provider directory, payer to payer data exchange, um, public reporting and information blocking. Um, ADT, uh, admission, discharge, and transfer notifications. And that's a good start, uh, but we're sort of moving um, at, a, at a very uh, deliberate pace. Now, having said that, there is a recognition that an, is, an ecosystem is the logical next wave in healthcare. And to build a foundation, there are cross-vertical interoperability par partnership, partnerships currently in play. Things like Aetna and, uh, I'm sorry, Aetna and Banner Health, Innova and Texas Health Resources, Merck and Geisinger. Thank you, Rick. And and um, and hopefully, I think we'll dive into some of those obstacles that you mentioned. When, when we come back, we'll continue our discussion with Rick Crone, 
uh, president of HealthSense, and very active with HIMSS and many other organizations. I'd like to dive into Rick's thoughts on, on how clinical data freed in this, this connected uh, health ecosystem will relate to social determinants of health when we come back. But for now, let's take a quick break and hear more about Weedy from our producer, Michael McNutt. Take a seat at the table and let your voice be heard at Wheaties 2020 Virtual National Conference, October 16th through the 22nd. Wheaties annual educational showcase of best practices and emerging trends in health IT promises informative and insightful presentations and discussions focused on standards, regulations, innovation, and more. Speakers from ONC, CMS, plus the top payers, providers, solutions experts, advocates, and health IT organizations will be on hand to offer their thoughts on the biggest issues as they strive for meaningful change in the American healthcare system. Open to members and non-members. Share our content with your entire organization with our special corporate rates. Learn more at Weedy.org. Weedy's 2020 Virtual National Conference, October 16 through the 22nd. We're back and we're talking with Rick Crone, the president of HealthSense, on another episode of the Collective Voice of Health IT, a Weedy podcast. So, Rick, you said in a, a recent article, you wrote in a recent article published in Healthcare IT News, that the social determinants of health can be addressed through data interoperability. So, uh, first, if you would define for us quickly what the social determinants of health are, uh, why they are key to a successful healthcare ecosystem. Uh, I'm going to keep using that healthcare ecosystem. I, I love it. Uh, makes the healthcare system in the U.S., again, sound organic and just maybe a little chaotic, which I, I think it is. But talk to us a little bit about the social determinants of health and how they fit into this. Well, social determinants in healthcare has really caught fire uh, in the past couple of years. Uh, it describes the conditions of daily life, um, social, behavioral, and, and environmental determinants of health. And to kind of put a frame around it, um, it includes uh, things like economic stability, um, education, housing and neighborhoods, uh, food insecurity, um, health demographics, and access to care. And it's important because uh, social determinants uh, account, uh, well, I'm sorry, I'll back up. Uh, healthcare, it's estimated that healthcare accounts for between 10 and 20% of health outcomes. Whereas this physical environment, social determinants, and behavioral factors account for 80 to 90% of outcomes. So there's a huge uh, inventory of health indications that are just not being captured in traditional healthcare. And there's a huge opportunity to close these gaps in care and impact the healthcare outcomes of population with social determinants. But the challenge is to engage the patient outside traditional healthcare venues. Services delivered in the home and in the community that address environmental issues like housing, income, crime, education, transportation, domestic circumstances, and food insecurity have been shown to improve health outcomes and reduce the cost of care. And this patient engagement and intervention takes on an even greater urgency in a period of population health crisis and system stress like a pandemic. Yeah, Rick, I, I think I've, I've heard those statistics on the social determinants of health, but every time I hear them again, I'm just amazed uh, at what is driving health outcomes and, and how, how little of it is, is actually tied to, you know, what we go to the doctors for and what's, what's clinical. And, and certainly you make a great point that in this pandemic, uh, the social determinants of health is a factor that we see on our headlines almost um, every day. Uh, so 
so certainly folding social determinants of health uh, into the, the, the connected health ecosystem uh, sounds like what it needs to happen. You mentioned earlier that there's still some hurdles, though. Uh, there may be some obstacles uh, to getting there. Do you want to touch on those hurdles? Yes. The, uh, as I mentioned earlier, there are significant hurdles. Uh, there's culture, of course, uh, but specifically insular data systems um, you know, that are vendor-exclusive, vendor, uh, uh, inconsistent data formats, uh, trust, privacy, security, uh, data integration, education, cost and reimbursement. And in, it's also worth mentioning that uh, in a social determinants environment, the burden being shouldered by providers is bound to increase. Uh, but I don't think it's a choice situation. The industry is changing. There's uh, a, a march towards value. Uh, there's a march towards personalization and a retail level of service. And the notions of value-based and patient-centric insert them, a new dynamic into the patient care. Expectations of retail level of service, better access and outcomes, care, stakeholder care coordination, a holistic approach, and highly personalized care. But that's simply beyond the capabilities of traditional bricks and mortar healthcare. Providers are on the front line of social determinants, and they are the unifying force. And so they're, by default, the hub of the social determinants wheel. Uh, so, Rick, it was interesting. Uh, you said uh, one of the obstacles was culture. Uh, what did you mean by culture? Is that the, the culture of the healthcare industry, like our way of, of, of the way we go to the doctor? Or are you talking more broadly about like a, an American's view of health, uh, uh, you know, from a personal sense? What did you mean by culture as being an obstacle? Well, I think we're all fairly uh, familiar with the, you know, the, the frictions and the tensions that, it, that exist between payers and providers, you know, the, the sort of uh, inflexibility of data systems from specific vendors, the patient's uh, reluctance to share sensitive information if they have issues with uh, trust or privacy. So I think that there's a number of cultural issues that are sort of um, embedded in healthcare that we're going to have to kind of, you know, flip on its, on its end in order, if we're really going to achieve an ecosystem. And a lot of that is sort of recasting the relationships that occur between payers and providers, vendor, uh, you know, open source uh, cooperation among vendors. Uh, there's a lot that has to change in order for this really to kind of, um, you know, reach its fullest flowering. But from a system perspective, healthcare systems will address the needs of healthy patients through data-driven, non-traditional touch points, wellness, self-care, wearables, predictive analytics, social networks, and all of this defined by per personalization. And at the other end of the spectrum, ecosystems will address the needs of patients who have chronic conditions. And for these patients, care will be coordinated across uh, healthcare's broader community level stakeholders to deliver provider-based and community-based services that extend far beyond traditional care. Interoperability will provide the engine, data will provide the fuel, and analytics like AI, population health, predictive and disease-specific monitoring and activating tools to deliver a high-touch holistic patient experience will make this a reality. But taking a snapshot of our march towards the healthcare ecosystem, it's worth noting that beyond current efforts to establish interoperability, resources between payers, providers, farmers, vendors, and consumers, COVID has supercharged connected health tools like telehealth and AI, and has demonstrated the need to activate healthcare engagement beyond the visit. Things like remote patient monitoring, wearable devices, social networks, population health, analytics, and the mass distribution of these tools, which a year ago would have been measured in out years, is now being discussed in terms of next year enterprise planning. 
So I think that's interesting, and maybe this is a good place to 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 close out this part of the conversation. But um, so you see, the the COVID nineteen is actually speeding that up, like that that our reactions to it. Certainly, what happens in telehealth, um, some of the, the the weaknesses that the pandemic has shown in our health system, the way it's first is 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 now is is now structured, and and maybe even some of the relationships that you talked about, and some of the cultural aspects. Um, you think we've actually gotten closer to your uh, connected. Uh, health ecosystem um, than we would have is if if this pandemic had not happened. Um, not to you know say that the pandemic's a good thing, but you, you think we're closer to it than than further away. I, I think that you know, in, and not to be um, unpleasant about it, but I, I think that uh, the pandemic has demonstrated some of the real chinks in our armor in terms of population health, and it's done so in a way that really demands you know some systemic changes in the way that healthcare is you know conducted and it's that it's this is at a national level so yes the, the you know the ecosystem you know speaks to some of those um, deficiencies but I, I think that we have to measure our expectations you know I like to be aspirational when I talk about the ecosystem but I think that I also try to be practical you know we're going to you know get move there in stages and I like to sort of you know use as you know sort of a, a, a signpost things like AI and telehealth that are going to be integral to the ecosystem that have really kind of, um, you know, sort of been, you know, they've gotten a great boost by the pandemic, you know, whether, you know, for good or ill, but it's, it's really helped to, you know, sort of demonstrate how, you know, these tools and the, uh, the notion of an ecosystem and, you know, shared clinical decision-making and, you know, relationships that extend beyond the bounds of traditional healthcare are going to get us to the point where we're going to actually sort of leap into a next wave of healthcare. Very good, Rick. Uh, I, I, and, and ending on that hopeful note, aspirational note, but with signposts, uh, I, I like that. Um, very much appreciate this important discussion, Rick. Uh, thank you for this. Before we sign off, do you have any uh, resources uh, you think listeners should check out to give them more information on some of the things you've talked about today? Yes, and, and for a couple of things. For, inter for interoperability, I highly recommend visiting the hl7.org website. HL7 is sort of leading the charge on standards development for um, interoperability, and they have a wealth of resources. Uh, for more information about an ecosystem, there are some excellent white papers uh, that have been produced by uh, you know, associations like Becker's Hospital Review and McKinsey. Uh, there's, there's a wealth out there. And for social determinants and the real-time health system, I humbly recommend my articles in Healthcare IT News. No, we'll no, definitely go check out your articles. Thank you, uh, Rick. Uh, it's been a great discussion with Rick Crone, president of HealthSense. One of Weedy's primary functions is to keep health plans, hospitals, and other providers educated on health IT. So we very much appreciate the time and expertise you have given us today, Rick. I look forward to having you join us again. Thanks for inviting me, Matthew. Thank you, Rick. And this has been the Collective Voice of Health IT, a Weedy podcast where the health information technology community connects, collaborates, and creates solutions for a better health system. Find this episode and many more on our website, weedi.org. Thank you all for joining us and be safe.